So I am back uh, with the Inspo Show podcast, uh, and let me tell you something. I am not as much of a podcaster as anyone makes it out to be, and this person kind of makes me look like such an amateur with this whole thing. So um, this is another Creator Now collaboration, which is an, actually an idea that I stole from this person. Uh, so... I'm going to welcome Ellie here to do her own introduction because I don't know if I'll be able to do it better myself. So yeah, go ahead and just introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Nick. Um, super excited. Yeah, my name's Ellie. I'm the founder of the travel brand One Globe 360. And within One Globe 360, I have a YouTube channel, a podcast, a travel blog, um, various social media accounts as well, um, with a message really of trying to inspire people to travel and uh, also to take themselves outside of their comfort zone. That's what I try and sort of push out in the message, I guess, of the content I create. So uh, yeah, massively into travel. I've traveled to over 30 countries now uh, with the aim of trying to get over 100. Hopefully one day I can reach that target. But yeah, that's me. Just big into sort of everything in the creator economy, you know, YouTube, podcasting, everything I mentioned. So um, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, how many countries have you traveled to? I have been to 32 countries so far. 32. Um, 32, yeah. Okay. Um, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll actually be able to travel to one. That would be amazing because I've, I've never been able to do it. Uh, but, you know, it's not that easy, especially now. Uh, it's a little annoying. Yeah. With, I mean, with the pandemic and, and everything that's been going on over the past couple of years, um, yeah, I, I went to Barcelona in the summer. I stayed there for three months, and that was my first trip in you know the last couple of years so for me that was a really big deal to get out and travel again but yeah the last couple of years have made it very very difficult to travel yeah i know i mean that's i i don't know much about it and i know you're like super super into it and i i just know absolutely nothing but i mean i guess what i want to start with is like so what is one globe 360 like what exactly? Because I know you have a whole website domain for it. You, you take it really seriously. So what is it? What's the whole thing? One Globe 360 is, I guess, it's a hub, isn't it? It's a hub of content. Like I mentioned, I've got a YouTube channel, a podcast, a travel blog, various social media um, platforms as well. And for me, it's just, you know, a brand that aims to inspire people to travel, but also to take themselves outside of their comfort zone whilst doing so. Because I know the benefits of traveling for myself personally. I took a gap year before going to university and I visited, I think, around 10 countries during my gap year. And for me, I just grew so much as a person during, you know, during the year and met so many incredible people uh, from around the world who I'm still friends with to this day. I'm actually heading to Berlin on, on Fridays in a couple of days um, to stay with one of my friends who I met whilst traveling. In January, I'm heading to Abu Dhabi to stay with another friend I met whilst traveling on my gap year. So it's really just opened up so many doors and opportunities for me. And I really wanted to create a brand that could help other people do the same, to travel to see the world, uh, to experience different cultures, ways of life, languages, food, you know, every country is so different. And I really believe that we should all try and travel as much of the world as possible. Um, because yeah, it's something that's incredibly special to me traveling. Uh, I've been traveling since I was a kid with my family. And, you know, as I got older, it's more sort of solo trips or group travels, um, you know, with organized tours and things like that. So yeah, really one Glow 360 is just, you know, a brand that wants to inspire people to travel and really just to take themselves outside of their comfort zone and try new things and you know try new things and say yes more often yeah i'm a fan of that message i like it because you you host these uh you host these like 
Instagram live events that are pretty yeah. cool. You you do your own podcast. You 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 have a lot of uh you have a lot of things going on. You're yeah. you're you're doing a lot right now. So so I and I noticed like I cuz I had to prepare myself for you and I had a little bit of extra time. Uh so I so I I watched a couple of your podcasts uh with uh, a couple of the you know the cool people. So and then I noticed you kind of like rebranded. You changed the name, you did these uh I I forgot what you changed it to, but you uh changed the profile, you changed like a lot of the the stuff. So yeah. why the rebrand? For me, I mean, the podcast before was called the One Globe 360 Travel Podcast. And for me, the name of the podcast did not show really exactly what I talked about in the podcast episodes. You know, obviously, the One Globe 360 Travel Podcast, people could guess it's about travel. But in my podcast, we talk about so much more than travel. It's travel. It's talking about getting outside of your comfort zone, life lessons, mental health. You know, we talk about so many different topics. And I just thought Seek the Globe, which is the name, the rebranded name of the podcast, Seek the Globe just... I guess, I don't know, encapsulates everything that's in the podcast episodes a bit more in terms of like, you know, seeking the globe. Seek discomfort is something I take a lot of inspiration from, from Yes Theory. So Mm -hmm. I really wanted the word seek there, obviously globe being One Globe 360 being the brand. So I tried to come up with a name that, you know, was meaningful to what I'm trying to do with my content, what I'm inspired by, you know, seeking discomfort and obviously the globe, you know, I want to travel as much the globe as possible. Um, So yeah, I just felt the rebranding was necessary to kind of let people know more about what the actual podcast is about. Um, and I just thought maybe just a fresh start with it. You know, I've been doing it for around about sort of a year and a half now, just under a year and a half. And, you know, I'm absolutely loving it. It's one of my favorite parts of One Globe 360. And the fact that I get to speak to so many incredible people from around the world has honestly honestly just been incredible. But I felt like it kind of needed something new to it, a new, you know, a new logo, mm-hmm. a, new, a new name, something to sort of change it up a bit. And also, like I said, tell people more about, I guess, the message in the podcast. Um, so, yeah, that's a rebranding launched yesterday. Super exciting. So, um, yeah, really excited to keep going. We've got season 12 launching on Friday. I can't believe I'm even saying season 12. Um, that's a lot of I've seasons. Had amazing guests join me over the last you know, year and a half. And it's uh, just you know grown to something that um, I couldn't believe, really. It's just been absolutely amazing. And like I said, the most important thing for me is just being able to talk to incredible people from around the world because everyone's got a story to tell and I want to hear the story. So that's why, um, that's why I keep podcasting. That's why I love it so much. Yeah. I, I, I need help from you because you, you have much more of a, a podcast, uh, type, uh, how, how do I call it? What do, what do I say? A podcast type voice podcast that, you know, you're good at the keeping conversation going. You're good at the answering questions, you know, all that good stuff. So it's like, Cause I, cause me personally, I've been doing it since like February and then I rebranded myself and yeah. And then really kind of started bringing guests on in July. And I feel yeah. like I am not getting that much better at it. I think I uh, like, yeah, I've done some of my friends, which obviously was not that hard to do. And then, you know, I obviously started bringing in uh, obviously people from here and we're going to get to, we're going to get to creator now in a little bit, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I I feel like I am not the best at doing the whole thing, but you know, my my thing was I kind of wanted to create like a second avenue for myself to express myself and have other people do the same thing. Uh yeah. and I wasn't trying to I guess go for something super professional 
because I know a lot of podcasts, they do that and there's a lot that don't. I, I, I just don't know how to, I, I don't know how to keep conversation going very well and ask questions and do, and do all that. Obviously, some people make it a lot easier than others, but yeah, I, I yeah. don't know how you do it. I mean, for, for me, you know, first and foremost, it's been practice. You know, I've been doing this for, like I said, around about a year and a half now. And some of my first episodes, if I listened back to them now, I'd be probably quite embarrassed about how I sounded. I probably was umming and ahhing and you probably messing up my words and don't get me wrong I, I still do that now but I think it's just practice you know practice makes perfect you know sort of the the cliche sort of phrase practice mm-hmm. does make perfect and you know this podcast really has allowed me to become a lot more confident as well with everything that I do with Bonglo 360 you know being able to speak to people that I don't know or speak to people that I've never met in person but I might know online like through through creator now for example um so you know, practicing has been you know a big part of that I think also preparation I prepare quite a lot for the podcast episodes. So I do some research on a guest. I always come pre-prepared with sort of 10 to 15 questions or talking points. So I'm kind of prepped uh, for the kind of like the flow of the podcast. And of course, you'll get different questions that come up through what your guest sort of answers and replies. Obviously, it's a conversation, isn't it? So you don't want to keep it too structured, but you want to have enough content prepared so that you can keep the conversation flowing. So I think for me, those have been two big things is like the the practice, but also preparation um but also just yeah it just takes time really time just sort of getting to know the podcast world listening to different podcasts and seeing how other people do things with their podcast whether it be you know the jingle sort of like the intro music at the start or how you introduce your podcast or you know how you ask the questions you know it it depends completely on on the style that you want to do within your podcast so I've learned a lot from listening to podcasts myself I'm a big fan of podcasts I listen to them pretty much every day um so yeah i'd say a combination of those things has really helped me get to the point where i'm you know confident now talking to people um and uh yeah hopefully hold a hold a good conversation with them yeah and i uh i think i think like because i want to get into the fact that i stole your idea but before that let's let's hop in a creator now so basically uh i've expressed the reason that i uh joined in a, a bunch of podcasts in my past uh, in the past couple weeks, uh, and I don't think I've heard much about why you did it, because I, I know that you already have like a personal brand, and you already kind of know what your thing is uh, for the most part, unless I'm wrong. Uh, but you know, so I guess I'm gonna ask you why did you pick Creator now? And basically, for those who don't know, it's uh, you know, YouTuber Arak two point something million subscribers created a big platform uh for a bunch of you know aspiring youtube people or really anybody in the social media community to just grow and everyone in the community basically talks to each other there's workshops and you know things like that but you know this is like the fifth creator now collab i've done so people probably know what it is at this point um so why why did you pick Creator Now and why are you still on here and why are you still active? Yeah, so I actually started in, in season one, so back in I think April or May earlier this year, and I saw Eric advertising it on his Instagram, and it was at a point where I was I was at a point with my brand where I really wanted to start investing in myself and investing in the brand, and the way it was advertised, it just seemed absolutely perfect for what I was looking for. You know, the ability to connect and network with creators from all around the world, the ability to learn more about editing, analytics, algorithms, you know, all those incredible things that, 
you know, make YouTube what it is. You know, as a creator, you need to learn all these different parts to it. Um, the, the opportunity to have workshops from some of the biggest creators, you know, in the world. Mm-hmm. Hey, Logan Paul's editor, Hayden Hillier-Smith, for example, you know, these people are have such valuable information to, to give to people. And I wanted to be a part of it. So I signed up to season one and it was honestly fantastic. You know, it was such a great opportunity for me to, like I said, just meet with lots of different creators from, you know, around the world. And yeah, I just really enjoyed it. And then season two, I was a, a team lead, which was really, really good fun. Um, you know, taking on a different role, I guess, within the community and within, you know, the the program. Season three, I was like, well, I, I need to come back for season three. And then the same for season four. Luckily in season three, I won f- uh, free access to season four because I gave feedback. So in the, within the program, they give you a few opportunities to give, sorry, to get um, free access to the next season. So I was one of the lucky four that um, got free access. So I would have come back anyway, even if I had to pay, because I honestly believe it's been one of the, it's been a game changer for me really with my brand, because I've learned not just so much information about YouTube, but also podcasting, also brand, you know, growing a brand, merchandise, so many different opportunities for creators to learn, to network, to communicate with one another. And yeah, like I said, it's been a game changer for me since April, May this year, I've been so much more motivated it's kept me, you know, accountable posting one video on YouTube at least once per week. Um, so yeah, it's been fantastic. And I con- I plan to continue to be a part of it um, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And, you know, part of me wishes that I wasn't in college when I started this. And like, I, I did this like last year when I like actually had nothing to do. Right. So now I have so much more of a busy schedule, which I'm sure you probably do as well. So it, it's really hard to keep up with now. Uh, so I want to know how you're, how, how are you living? Like, what are your, what are your income streams? So at the moment, I'm actually, so I actually study at university here in the UK okay. and um, I study history and Spanish. So my third year of my degree is a year abroad. So that's why okay. I lived in Barcelona for three months over the summer. Uh, now, as a result of Brexit, I think you must have heard of Brexit uh, here in mm-hmm. the UK, it's led to quite a lot of visa complications. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to basically stay in, in Barcelona for any longer than the 90 days uh, due to visa complications. So um, basically, I'm still on my year abroad. I'm taking the next couple of months to work full time on One Globe 360. Um, I, I'm very lucky that obviously within university, I get you know student loans and things like that. Yeah. I'm living at home, so obviously it keeps my costs down. Uh, I have savings, things like that to allow me to, you know, do some bits of traveling here and there. Like I said, I'm going to Berlin uh, on Friday, for example. So, um, yeah, that, that was me. So from May to October, I was doing an internship as part of my year abroad. Uh, three months of that was in Barcelona and then two months of that was re- remote here in the UK. Um, and yeah, November and December for me are just being big months from Glow360, working hard to grow the brand. And then January and sort of, I guess, February, March, I've got three free months again to sort of um i guess plan what i want to do at the moment i'm planning to head back to barcelona for a month to do a language course obviously like i said i'm studying spanish so i need to make sure that i keep keep learning keep progressing um and then february march and potentially into april i'm just looking for work experience opportunities internships within the creator economy looking to potentially see if i can head out to the us which would be very exciting um see if i can get some opportunities there um, but yeah, that's me at the moment. I'm on my year abroad. I know it's uh, a bit different to what I thought it would be as a result of obviously the visa complications, but I'm trying to make the most of this year 
um, you know, for myself personally, for OneGo360, and of course, making sure I'm still speaking lots of Spanish as well for, you know, my degree at university. So, um, yeah, that, that's where I am at the moment. Yeah, I wanted to know how you people are living because, you know, a lot of small creators or, you know, people with small businesses or whatever, I, I don't know how that, you know, they're actually surviving. I, a lot of them can be, yeah, like in university, that, I, that makes sense. Or if they're working another job, I don't know what these people are doing through their day to day. So I kind of wanted to know what, mm -hmm. you know, what's going yeah. on with them and how, th how they're surviving, how they're living right now and why some of their houses look so good. Cause <laughs> it's, it, it's actually hilarious because I, I'm literally sitting here in a, like nobody can see what I'm, where I'm sitting right now. I'm literally sitting on a chair and like my bed is like right here. I don't even have a desk. Like, if if this was faced, if you guys could see this, it looks like I'm the guest. Like, it looks so like I have another house with a desk, but I can't go there right now. It it's actually hilarious how professional, uh, she, like at least that she looks compared to how I look right now. It's it's but, hilarious. But the thing is, right? The thing is about podcasting is it doesn't have to be professional. Yeah. You can just talk on you know we're on zoom right now i know you, you can record on other sort of platforms but that's the thing about podcasting anyone can start a podcast you don't even need a microphone i'm holding a microphone right now i didn't used to have one at the start it was only i guess i think it was last christmas that i got this microphone so for about six months i'd been podcasting without a microphone i was just using voice memos on my phone to record so for me it's been a step-by-step -step process but honestly i'm i'm not professional in any way at all I know people who have proper podcast setups and things like that. And uh, for me, I'm sort of working slowly up to that, hopefully in the future. But honestly, Nick, it doesn't have to be professional. Yeah. You're doing an amazing job of your podcast and, you know, talking to some incredible people. So, um, yeah, you're smashing it. Yeah, smashing I mean, it. I mean, yeah, speaking of that, I totally stole your idea. Um, I actually didn't know that you were doing that until I looked at your stuff. So I was like, oh. She's been doing that. Oh, I, I thought I was original for a second. I was like, oh, this is going to be something interesting. And then I was like, oh, she's done this way longer than I did. So it kind of looks like that I stole your idea or something. It's actually kind of hilarious. Um, no, I, I don't see it as that at all. I see it as another opportunity for, for a creator in Creator Now to do, you know, something extra to, in Creator Now, if that makes sense, not just YouTube, but bringing podcasting into the community. I think the more the merrier. I think if more people get involved doing podcasting and talk to people in the community, I think it's only a, an incredible thing. And, and, you know, I think we should all, all start a podcast. I can't advocate, you know, enough for starting a podcast. So yeah, no, just super excited for you to continue on your podcasting journey. And um, yeah, to speak to people and create an app. I think it's a really, really good thing. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, so I know you, uh, yeah, I know obviously you're dabbling in the YouTube thing. Do you ever get uh, like hate comments or have, have, like, I know, like, everyone's probably gotten them at one point, but I'm not sure, like, you know, people are small out here. Like, I've gotten them before. Have, have you ever gotten them, and how have you handled them, if you have gotten them? I think I'm really lucky in that I, 99.9% .9 of all the comments I've ever had have been so, so supportive and incredible. And uh, for that, I feel very lucky. One comment comes to mind, and it wasn't... I really don't know if you could call it a hate comment. Basically, in January this year, I ran five kilometers, which is around three miles, uh, every day for, for the month of January. And I filmed the whole process and made a video and put it on YouTube. Yeah. And someone commented and said some, something along the lines of, complete waste of my time, wasted 20 minutes of my life, 
all I did is watch you complain about how cold it was, which in the UK in January, it's like zero degrees, right? Obviously, <laughs> um, you, do, you do temperature in like Fahrenheit, don't you? But we do like um, degrees Celsius. So I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but essentially it was freezing cold most days that I was going out to run. And yes, in my videos, I did often come back from the runs being like, that was so cold, that was so difficult. And this guy who commented was basically saying, all I did was complain about the weather, complain about how hard it was, um, and he, that he did, basically didn't enjoy the video. And that was my first comment I got that was kind of a hate comment. I don't know if you could sort of say it's a hate comment or not. I'm gonna I'm gonna count it for the purposes of, of your question, I'll count mm -hmm. it. But um, how did I respond? If anything, it shocked me how I responded. I'm quite a sensitive person, so I, I thought that any hate comments I might get would really upset me and sort of take me back a bit. But if anything, I sort of found it quite funny how this person had taken time out of their day to clearly watch my whole video and then still feel like they need to comment something. Um, if anything, they, they, they um, obviously as a, as a YouTuber to be monetized, you need 4,000 hours of watch time. Mm -hmm. So if anything, they just contributed to my watch time. So if they didn't enjoy the video, then, then that's fine. You know, I try and create content that's as positive, uplifting, you know, engaging as possible and not everyone's going to enjoy that and that's i think that's something that as a youtuber youtuber you have to accept um but yeah i, I was just kind of like okay I, I didn't really know what to respond if anything i don't think i did respond um in fact i think i deleted it i'm trying to mm. remember why i deleted it probably just to not have it on the video it's not a nice comment necessarily um but yeah i, I wasn't as upset or yeah sad i guess as i thought i would be it was kind of more like okay i guess these things happen as a youtuber making youtube videos you're always going to get that first comment that is maybe negative or not quite what you expected and um yeah i, I think you know going forwards if i got any more sort of hate comments or negative comments i think hopefully fingers crossed i'll be able to deal with it in a in a way in which it doesn't affect me too much but like i said i'm quite a sensitive person so um yeah we'll see but i feel like i'm my mentality is that what I want to do within One Globe 360 is putting myself out there, putting content out there. And like I said, not everyone's going to enjoy that content. Not everyone's going to see it as valuable content. So naturally there will be comments, I'm sure, over the, over time that might, you know, make me sad or upset or whatever. But I have to be strong enough to know that, you know, lots of people are supporting, you know, what I'm doing. And I do get lots of lovely comments, which is absolutely amazing. And I'm so grateful for. So I think it's keeping that perspective, isn't it? You know, that you might get mm -hmm. some comments like that, but just trying to respond in like the best way possible that you can. And for each person, that's different. For some people, it might be deleting it. For some people, it might be uh, responding. You know, it depends, you know, who you are as a person. And I think everyone is entitled to respond in, in their different ways. And um, yeah, but I think overall, I'm, I'm very lucky. I've only had that one comment that comes to mind um, that was a little bit negative on that video. Yeah, I, I asked because it can be discouraging. Um... Especially sure, yeah. if you're if you're like if you're new, you post your first video and then that happens. Especially that would be actually hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but like for me, it would be hilarious because like I because what I do because I, I I got a gaming channel. It's got like three thousand over there. You know, it's whatever. But like it's I, I I do get them every now and then. And you know, sometimes what I like to do is uh you know put a like on it and then like respond in a positive way. Either that. Or I literally pin it to the top and then let people respond with whatever they respond with, which is probably not yeah. a good thing to do. Because um, that's fighting fire with fire, even though I'm not the one that's firing back. I don't I don't want people to fire back in my hate comments. But, like, I, I just tried a lot of different things. And I, I, I think I have enough to where, like, I can probably, like, 
make a full-blown video if I ever wanted to. I like it's it, it's kind it's kind of hilarious. I I personally I like to handle them like that. Uh just yeah. giving them like a little too much positive reinforcement because I know some people legitimately like they take it back as soon as you give them some positive reinforcement. They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, bro." Like that that literally that's what I've gotten a couple times. But I mean, that that's just one part of YouTube uh i mean there's a whole landscape out there there is billions is there billions of active users like a month or some like i don't know about a month but like there's billions just on the platform so i don't know how long you have been kind of into it or you know if you've had like old channels in the past like maybe a lot like i have uh so I want to know, like, what your thoughts are on the landscape and how it's changed from, like, 2000, maybe 2000, like, you know, to your knowledge uh, until now, you know, because my knowledge is, like, 2011 to mm-hmm. to now, and it, it has changed so much since then. So I wanted to get your thoughts on, like, you know, your opinion, you know, has it been, you know, doing good, you know, in a good way or in a bad way? Like, what are your thoughts? Well, for me, I would say I've been a big consumer of YouTube from around probably 2015 to, you know, to now, obviously, I mean, as I say here now in 2021, I watch YouTube every day. Uh, I probably watch more YouTube than I do TV because I think mm-hmm. YouTube is the future of entertainment. Um, and I think, you know, what I love most about YouTube is the diversity in the content. You could be watching an Airac video and then you could be watching, you know, um, a sports video or a documentary or like you can literally watch anything on YouTube it it has something for everyone and I know you could say TV has the same and I agree TV does have different channels and things like that but I think that the diversity within YouTube and I think yeah that's that's why I love it so much like I can watch so many different things and also it's a short you know often I don't know what the average duration of a video is, but if you think of like a TV program, it's around like an hour, half an hour, an hour. You know, you can watch a YouTube video that's 10 minutes and people's attention spans nowadays are so much shorter, I feel like, than they used to be because of social media Mm -hmm. and technology and things like that. So that's why I think YouTube fits perfectly into people's attention span. Um, And I guess, you know, like I said, so 2015, you know, I was watching mainly kind of like vlogs and stuff. So people based here in the UK used to do like daily vlogs and things like that. And I guess now I watch more of like Eric, Mr. Beast, Yes Theory, Colin and Samir, mm-hmm. you know, amongst many other sort of British YouTubers as well. For me personally, I only started really creating content around sort of March, April this year. Um, so fairly recent. I have had a channel since 2011. I, was ch- I saw uh, on my channel recently, it said 2011. I was like, oh my goodness, I've had it. For 10 years i didn't realize but yeah only really started creating content yeah around that time earlier this year i've always always loved making videos so i remember back in i think my first youtube video which i've now deleted was in around 2015 i went to watch a justin bieber concert here in the <laughs> uk and of course i filmed it all and put it on youtube and of course it all got copyrighted because i was just filming right. his music for like 15 minutes and obviously i had no idea at the time about copyright and things like that but from a very young age i've always loved creating you know, videos and being creative in capturing memories. I'm someone that takes photos of everything, videos of everything to, you know, keep the memory and and create content. So I guess my experience with YouTube, I've always been a consumer of YouTube. I absolutely love the platform. And I think, you know, being a YouTuber nowadays also gives you so many opportunities beyond YouTube, which I think is so awesome. You know, think of people like Logan Paul fighting Mm -hmm. uh, Floyd Mayweather. 
you know all his pokemon mm-hmm. stuff you know it's crazy you know where you can go beyond youtube now so um i think youtube is an awesome platform love watching youtube love creating on youtube and um yeah i think youtube's here to stay i think youtube's going to expand it's going to grow it's going to allow you know so many opportunities for creators so i feel very lucky to be at the point now when i'm creating on youtube because i think it's a really really important time uh, to be on the platform and to see see where it goes really with youtube no yeah i absolutely agree it's still not too late there are people blowing up in six months so it, it, it yeah. it's awesome but like so I think that's kind of where I'm going to end it. But, you know, before I do, I just want to know if there's anything that you want to, you know, end this off with, you know, if there's anything you wanted to promote or just say something, you know, just uh, I'm going to give you the floor for like the next minute. Amazing. Well, just firstly, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Uh, Phil. Yeah, I'm really excited to be on a podcast. Usually it's me uh, yeah. sort of interviewing, talking to, to other people. So it feels, um, yeah, really awesome to have been on your podcast. Um, if anyone would like to check out any of my content, um, all the sort of uh, apps are at Monglo360 on whether it be, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. My YouTube is at is Monglo360. My podcast, uh, like I mentioned earlier, is now called Seek the Globe. You can find that on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Apple Music, um, Apple, Pod- Apple Podcast, sorry, Google Play, all the major podcast platforms. I've now also got some ebooks out on my website as well. So if anyone's interested in travel blogs, uh, my website is www.oneglobe360.com. And I've got some ebooks about different cities around the world, and I'm going to keep adding to them uh, across the year. So essentially, if anyone's interested in travel, um, yeah, I'd love to inspire people to travel more, like I said at the start, and to, you know, go outside of their comfort zone. So um, yeah, it would be awesome if anyone could go check out my content. But Nick, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Like I said, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing where your podcast goes. Yeah, no, me too. It's um, It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. So I guess that's where I'm going to end here. Uh, I probably will be coming out with some new guests next week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for watching. All right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys want to support the Inspo Show podcast, because, you know, not really making too much money around here in these days, you know, if you guys want to make a small monthly donation, you guys absolutely can. You guys can go to anchor.fm slash nick-inspo0. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash N-I-C dash I-N-S-P-O zero. Or you could just click the link in whatever uh, whatever streaming service you are watching this on. If you want to contribute and make a monthly donation, you can absolutely do so. It is not required, but it is appreciated. Thank you guys for watching.